And welcome in to another episode of the Making a Mark Wrestling Show on the Tell Me More podcast. I'm your host, Mac Moore, here again with Wade Christensen. How's it going, Wade? Surviving, man. How are you? Uh, also surviving. This uh, cold weather is uh, brutal and awful, yeah. but uh, luckily when you just hide inside from it, you can just yeah. watch wrestling all day. Hard to believe it is a minus 200 degrees right now. Oh, is that what it is? I think so. I don't, I don't know if that's accurate. Oh. Uh, I see a lot of stuff, though, that like, it scared me because I don't think it got there. Like Originally, the forecast was like, it's going to be like minus 20 wind chill. Yeah. I think it's at like minus five, which is so awful. Yeah. I think when I woke up this morning, it, it, it definitely was in the negatives, but it was like negative one. Yeah. Which is still way too cold and anything ever needs to be. Yeah. Not a, not a big fan of the cold. So just been hiding inside watching wrestling. Uh, it's a good time uh, to hide inside watching wrestling. A whole weekend of solid action. Uh, we're only going to talk about Royal Rumble here. Uh, Wade's a little bit behind and did not get a finish uh, NXT TakeOver. Sorry. Uh, so we'll just talk about Royal Rumble and uh, sometime in the next few weeks. Maybe not next week because uh, we do have a plan to uh, get some uh, some studying of the Sting uh, matches. Sting! So that is something in the pipeline. We're really excited to get that done and add to our Heroes and Heels <laughs> series. So I'm not sure when we'll be back. Probably just for an elimination chamber preview. I didn't actually look. I don't know when the date is, but I it's already either, yeah. it's already shaping up to be a hell of a pay per view. Absolutely. Uh, so Royal Rumble, we'll get started on that. And there's all the various rumors. I don't know where to put them. We'll probably just have those at the end and or wherever it kind of fits in with the yeah, conversation. Sounds good. Uh, just starting out, and I kind of had the order here uh, is just the same as we had it last week. Kind of in a you know just moving on down. But I think we're gonna move up uh, to the most important thing. Uh, at the very beginning, uh, Oscar versus Becky Lynch, the women's uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match, yeah, uh, became the opener uh, yeah. for the night. Very interesting. Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but it made my brain start clicking and what's going to happen the rest of the evening. I think absolutely. Uh, Kinsey sent me a message uh, like while I was at work because I didn't get to watch it uh, on first run, but she was home watching, and she's like. Oh, uh, no spoilers, but Becky Oscar goes on first. I'm like, why'd you just tell me Becky won the Royal Rumble? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? I was like, if you put it out of the beginning, it's yeah. because there's double booking yeah. happening. And I don't imagine they're just doing, they're putting it out of the beginning so Oscar can lose the belt <laughs> and uh, show up in the Rumble. Well, you see, I've seen wrestling before. And uh, <laughs> normally what would happen is this. Yeah, it's, it's easy to start piecing it together, but uh, it doesn't matter. That's not the, that's not even a real spoiler. It's just kind of uh, interesting to see how that plays out and gets you excited for what's going to happen uh, later in the night. Uh, but that match uh, by itself was a really good match. Yeah. Uh, very entertaining. Uh, I wasn't sure other than, you know, knowing it's the opener and kind of speculating on uh -huh. what they might do with Becky later in the night. Uh, it, it still had me wondering how the finish was going to go. Uh, a lot of good back and forth between uh, Asuka and Becky uh, with their different submissions and trying to counter out of the submissions. Uh, Might have been the only problem for me because the, the match does end with a uh, tap out finish. Uh, Asuka gets Becky in her Asuka lock and then Becky's still trying to like mm -hmm. uh, worm out of it. Eventually has to like roll over. I don't know, she does like a bridge where she's like pulling Becky's head up into the air. It, it was absolutely brutal looking. Like it looked like it was one of those like pro wrestling moments that you're just like, oh, that's legit. Like that, you know, yeah. that that's some real shit that would like make anyone tap out. So I, I talked about this. They they went with the only indie and I said, don't go with last week mm -hmm. uh, on the pay-per-view. Do you think because of how badass that submission is, that kind of canceled out the fact that Becky as a face, mm -hmm. as a, 
you know, we, we know what's going to happen no matter what else goes down. Yeah. She's going to be one of the top matches at WrestleMania. Uh, is it a good idea to have her tap out at Royal Rumble or did it kind of cancel out because that was actually a pretty cool move from Asuka? Um, I think considering how good the match was between both people and how dominant both of them looked, like it, it's, it's not like... Um, it's not like Becky tapped out to like Carmella or, you know, like, like, uh, I guess a lesser superstar, you know, than Oscar. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, Oscar <clears throat> looked dominant, Becky looked dominant and it wasn't just, you know, like you said, the normal Oscar lock, you know, it was, you know, a little, little tweak here and there that just made, I mean, I want to see her do that more from now on, but just because like how crazy that move looked and how bad, like it just like, she had that neck crank so hard that like, it, 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 it was such a cool looking, um, and for someone that hates submissions, yeah. such a cool and brutal looking submission. Um, yeah, I didn't see anything, especially with how good the match was. It, it, it didn't take Becky down a notch by tapping to that, um, especially considering what happened later on in the night um, yeah. with, you know, Becky winning the Rumble. You know, it didn't make her it, it didn't diminish her in any sort of way, I didn't yeah. think. I think with the ending, especially where she's going on to WrestleMania and the the way that they're telling the story, I think it had a lot of potential. If you're doing mm-hmm. like uh, on paper, what's good booking and what's bad booking? Yeah, it's bad booking to me. Bad idea uh, when you have Becky like not only tap out that way, mm-hmm. technically to get into the Rumble, yeah. she had to steal somebody's spot. Well, and we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, uh, all of the things that lead it to not looking as dominant as she had been looking, mm-hmm. as you want her to look going into a WrestleMania match, particularly what we're expecting to be mm-hmm. a main event, all-time game changer, facing Ronda Rousey, first women's main event at WrestleMania. Like, to have that and to, like, undercut them potentially, yeah. but we all know the fans don't really care mm-hmm. about what's actually going on. Yeah. They're going to keep chanting for Becky, so as long as Becky still has that road to WrestleMania, mm-hmm. they're not going to get even upset at the moment. They didn't even seem upset. They weren't yeah. even like booing the moment as it happened. So uh, when we were looking at it from that perspective, yeah, it, it, it didn't do the things that I would have expected from yeah. bad booking, so then kind of it does cancel out. It's, it's not as big of a deal, but I think going in, I, I could have expected so many other finishes. Yeah. And I guess the problem isn't just that this one ended this way and had this type of finish, yeah. but... We saw later in the night, and we'll talk about this in a second with the Universal Championship and Finn Balor, uh, just having way too many faces tap out. And I think one of the problems, yeah. particularly in the women's division, and you know, I was talking with this with Kinsey, they only have submission finishers. I don't know what any of the finishers are. Like I know yeah. Charlotte has like the natural selection, but that's just like uh, a cutter where they're already on their knees, and so it's yeah. not a high impact move. It's a good like quick finish, mm-hmm. but it's not like a powerful move. Uh, and like. Just jumping ahead really quick, I think that might be why they had Ronda do a different finish than the armbar she's been using. Is because yeah. oh, we got a lot of tap outs tonight. Let's do this. Yeah. Um. And at this point, like Becky Lynch is reaching like and and, and skyrocketing to reach this point, such a level of of over that she's almost in that legendary status where she can come out and lose, and it's not going to diminish her in any way. You know, she. For for what little time that she's spent in the WWE, she's reaching like like one of those like Triple H levels of like no matter what you do, you're gonna come out, we're all gonna cheer you, like it doesn't matter. And yeah, uh, but Triple H, I mean, he did that level most of the time. He was a heel during yeah. the the run. Uh, you know, heels that we enjoy or whatever, whatever. Becky Lynch right now, uh, except for the rare, rare moments where I feel like WWE is kind of trying to play both sides. Yeah. It's not a tweener. It's like literally mm-hmm. like, I know the fans wanted to be a face, but we're going to like backdoor in this like, could be a heel if we wanted to. Yeah. to. It's it's very strange the way that they're trying to play it. 
Um, but that's the type of character that really shouldn't lose. Like mm-hmm. Triple H, it didn't matter when he lost because he's a heel. He's going to come back and cheat and find a way to get him right back into the mix. If you're supposed to be strong and we're supposed to like, you know, she's injured to win the Royal Rumble. Well, yeah, that's cool. She also stole the spot and tapped yeah. out earlier in the night. I think there's something about that that at least on paper doesn't work. Now, obviously, if we're just going to count what the fans do it, there's also going to be times where the fans uh, don't allow booking to play itself out because of that sort of blind mm-hmm. love of one character. We've seen that a lot recently with what Ronda's doing. It's yeah. just kind of like, well, we don't even care. We're just going to chant ba- Becky. So there's positive and negatives. I'll say by the end, you're right. Uh, it ended so well and had such a uh, good storytelling yeah. with what Becky did into the Royal Rumble that I'm going to get over it. I'm fine with it. I just also think this issue right now isn't just about this match. There's all the women's matches. It's like none of them have actual finishers. Yeah. They're all submissions, and you need to have – if you, you you can have a submission finisher. You need to have an alternative, something that's a solid go-to, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, just power move where it leads you into a pin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess occasionally Charlotte goes with like a moonsault. Uh, Becky just has the Bexploder, which she does all the time, yeah. so it's not a finisher. Uh, well, and that's the same problem I had with uh, the cruiserweight division is like, why are all the cruiserweights doing s- submissions? You know, <laughs> in fairness, uh, most of their finishers aren't submissions. They're just doing submissions yeah. the whole match. and You're not a fan of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the same like like I, I like for the longest time, I was like, Daniel Bryan just doing the yes lock. Oh, my God. It's so boring. Then he brought that knee, you know, and it just kind of brought something else to the picture. Yeah. Just like, OK. Now he has, you know, a finisher, not something we're going to see him put on three times and wonder if they're going to escape or tap or reverse or do yeah. whatever. Like, I like, you know, I like a good finisher. Yeah. You got to have the, the death ult- move. You got to have both. You know, if you're going to have a submission finish, you have to have something else because that limits you and how you can finish it. And we yeah. get stuck in these type of situations where so often a top face has to tap out when that kind of hurts their character and what they're building. A la the mm-hmm. next match we're talking about. Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor. And in all honesty, this was one, I, I don't know if it was better than the the previous uh, Brock Lesnar versus Vanilla Midget matches yeah. uh, going up against AJ <laughs> Styles and uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I think the actual, I, I will say, I think the other two were better matches. I was more excited by the end of this match. Yeah. I didn't like the finish, but Brock Lesnar is in full-on elite heel mode, which is perfect timing as we know now who he's going to face at WrestleMania. For sure. Uh, I think it's great. And Brock, all the complaints they have about him not showing up, when he shows up, he delivers what they need and in a really good way. he does. Um, I get so sick and tired of all the people like running their mouths about, he's not on every week. Well, if he was on every week, you would get tired of him like you do every other single wrestler that's on every week. Like, don't tell me you wouldn't because that's how fickle you people are. Um... But like I, I I agree like I like definitely for sure the Daniel Bryan match was much much better than this um and yeah like it's hard it's hard to remember but I remember liking the AJ Styles match a lot I, more than I this. thought it was really good um, uh particularly you know that spot that now I just want them to do every time AJ yeah. Styles is a calf crusher is I yeah, want the yeah, Brock yeah. Lesnar slamming, slamming his head, his head uh, um but you you have to admit uh the moment Finn Balor came out sans paint we all knew he was gonna lose this match. Um, yeah, yeah, like pretty much 100. There's no way that he beats the the beast without the demon. Um, I mean, that's just how it is. Well, aren't you excited? Now he's just gonna pull out the demon so he can beat Bobby Lashley for the IC belt. <laughs> well, he should have brought it out a little sooner. <laughs> Maybe just a little. Um, bit. 
But it it was cool um, seeing Finn Balor take control of the match firsthand. That that's yeah. not like any Brock Lesnar match I've ever seen. Like Brock Lesnar match starts with Brock Lesnar is going to give you a belly to belly suplex, throw you in the corner, give you some hard shoulders, and that's how they start. Like welcome to being in a match with Brock Lesnar. Um, he dominates from the beginning, and it was cool just seeing Finn start just immediately with the kicks and everything in the corner that you know Brock normally does, and um. Brock Lesnar just selling for Finn. Like, yeah. can't say he wasn't. Can't say he, he wasn't shutting him down. He was selling on the fly. Um, so, yeah, it's still a really good match. Um, I, I agree. Um, I, I don't know why the finish was the, uh, what, the Kimura lock? Kimura Is lock, that what yeah. he calls it? The Kimura? Yeah. Um, I don't know why that was the finish. I I, I, I just, like, I, Brock Lesnar doesn't need to be using a submission. Like, he's such a huge... Unless he's in a submission match, or like, like, like there's really no need for it. I liked when he did it against uh, Braun. I thought that was just smart because it's like painting Braun as somehow the only one dominant enough to take on Brock. Yeah, and I thought that was a good counter. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think with Finn Balor, it would be fine if that's what he did because Finn Balor is getting the advantage. Mm-hmm. But I really, once again, Finn Balor should not have been giving up and not as quickly as he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, let him get to the rope, and then from there, he's not in a. Uh, position of power over Brock. That's what leads to Brock to be yeah. able to do a uh, F5 that last time he countered with a DDT, this time mm-hmm. he can't because Brock just like smashed his arm yeah. in the in the lock. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is definitely one. The pin is just a better way to have Finn lose. He already looked strong. It's not going to mm-hmm. take it away from him. It does sort of take away if you have a face like that just tapping out and as quickly as he did. So I'm yeah. not a big fan of that finish and once again, like I said, you could probably pull that out every yeah. now and again. It feels like it's predominant now. I feel like so often we're seeing top baby faces just tap uh-huh. so quickly, and it doesn't make sense to me. It's bad booking. I I, I did think the uh just from a like a Brock standpoint, um what what happened after the match was over, um with Brock just taking him to Suplex City and F fives and everything. Yeah, that did help Brock look more like the Beast. You're just yeah. like, oh, this is over and. I'm walking away, and for no reason at all, I'm just gonna come and just smash this guy a couple times. Like, yeah. um, it it really like brought a little sympathy towards Finn Balor, you know? Yeah, it also made Finn Balor look stronger because every other time Brock can get out of the match and mm-hmm. he just kind of like walks away, and it's yeah. the, the same old song and dance. For some reason, Brock felt the need to teach Finn a lesson yeah. after what happened. Uh, that also adds in how much you know Brock's selling of the pain. Uh, yeah. works because now he oh, really yeah. is like I'm injured and it's because of you and now I'm taking you out you I, deserve I, this I did like the spot where uh, Finn like like kind of pushed him against the corner of the table yeah. um, it, like brilliant spot that you like like they just don't utilize enough um, yeah. like it, it just reminded me like merely took me back to like uh, an old Hulk Hogan versus the King Harley race match where like Harley Race goes through the table and actually does hurt himself and yeah. is, is bleeding internally, <laughs> uh, you know, for real, the hard way. Um, so, yeah, it t- kind of took me back to that. Good utiliz- um, utilization of that table. I don't think anyone ever does. Um, and, and Brock just grabbing his stomach and selling it and falling to one knee. And, like, like there's no one out there right now that sells like Brock Lesnar does, um, which is shocking because, yeah. you know, everyone, oh, they're all so... Brock sucks. Everyone else is so much better than Brock. Like, not really. No. no, they're not. Brock knows what he's doing. If you're mad because he's a full-time guy, 
I think that's it's just toxic fandom that is limiting what mm-hmm. WWE can do. Yeah. I think it's a bad idea. If you're gonna use it only for the positive, that's fine. But you clearly didn't because Roman Reigns is the workhorse. You're like, no, but we don't like him. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't know. I, I think it's back and forth and it's just a really dumb way to take in wrestling. Uh if you were to just let him be this like almighty heel, that's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, but they haven't really done that. Hopefully now that it's Seth Rollins. Uh, they're not going to get upset and they're going to let this play out the way that it should. Uh, and yeah, you can hate Brock if you want to. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, I just, especially if you think you're a smart Mark and you're trying to tell us how you know ridiculous it is. Like mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar has showed up to all of the days he's contracted contractually obligated to, and he hasn't phoned it in once, yeah. or at least once again, we have that story that spirals from Dean Ambrose, but everything after that, that's not the case. That's mm-hmm. not what we've seen from Brock Lesnar. So just, back off if that's your like idea of it now you can hate brock for other reasons that's fine uh you can hate the idea of brock having the belt when you want it to be defended night after night yeah but the idea that brock's this like careless asshole who doesn't give a shit about wrestling and that's why we shouldn't root for him or like him in this uh Mm -hmm. position no it's bullshit he's done more uh than i've seen a lot of guys do guys that show up every week i've seen brock deliver more when he does show up i mean you can't deny at all that brock lesnar's special and, yeah. and like, like he's an attraction and they're working him as an attraction. Absolutely. Let it, let it work. I don't know why WWE fans uh-huh. want WWE to fail so much. Yeah. No. And if, if you're denying that you're, you're just lying to yourself yeah. at the end of the day. Cause he's serious. Like he'll go down as one of the best. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So next up, uh, this one's interesting. I think it might even be more interesting what's happened since then. Uh, AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, this is one that it was so weird because this came after, Becky Lynch wins the Rumble, uh-huh. uh, and the fans were dead. I don't even know. I won't even go into whether the match was boring because it's so hard to tell. Yeah, uh, they they definitely were going a slower pace than uh, what people would have expected from them, and the fans were just gone. You know, and not even like normally they might get a little rowdy about it, mm-hmm. but instead it was just kind of like, well, we got we got what we came here for, and they yeah. just were very quiet during this match. So it was interesting that the finish ends up being. Uh, AJ Styles is uh, you know, in the in the driver's seat of the match. Yeah. Uh, but Daniel Bryan uh ends up getting the ref knocked out, and all of a sudden, a face we hadn't seen in a long time, Eric yeah. Rowan, walks down. And I know what I thought. Uh, what did you think as you saw Eric Rowan walk out and then help Daniel Bryan win the match and retain and retain the title? Well, the the first thing I thought was. Okay, where's Harper? <laughs> um, and I thought it was just going to be like uh, Bludgeon Brothers come back, come through the, you know, like like Harper comes through, he's wearing street clothes, and they just attack Brian and AJ Styles. Like, yeah. that's what I thought was going to happen. Um, but the moment that didn't happen and Rowan, you know, helps Daniel Bryan, like, uh, I was excited. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like it. I see a lot of it <laughs> online. People didn't like people not into it. I'll give my criticism in a second. But um, like, it, like it, it, it was weird. Um, but a hell of a choke slam by Eric That's Rowan. Fair. Um, I like that they're booking him the way they're booking him right now as this yeah. big monster because um, he is huge. He he he's deceptively huge. Yeah. Um, and then uh. Yeah, he just helps Dana Bryan. It was shocking. Did not expect it. But, like, like once you kind of like, okay, like, they, they kind of got the same look going. I kind of understand what they're, you know, with the flannel on Rowan. Yeah. I kind of understand what they're going um, doing here. Um, and I like what it's turned into, kind of. 
I like that I saw. I, saw, I haven't seen SmackDown yet, but I saw um, the pictures of the new, uh, yeah. the new world belt. We knew that was gonna have to come at oh, some point. Oh man, I am so glad they actually did that. Like it, it's just, <laughs> it's just another like good reason to hate Daniel Bryan. Um, what I would like to complain about a lot is that I saw Rowan's new Titantron. I didn't see and, that. And, and, and it's just like the normal green kind of woodsy thing that they're doing with Rowan. But the O in Rowan is the recycle sign. Oh, with, oh yeah, no, I did see that. And, and <laughs> WWE doesn't have to be so on the nose yeah, with do. their things <laughs> that it, like, yeah, we get it. They're like, <laughs> Daniel Bryan has been talking about this environmental thing the whole time. We want Eric Rowan. Now he's now he's got this big giant dude that's going to be his, you know, Luke Gallows yeah. to, to his, you know, straight edge society. But we we get it. We get the gimmick. He doesn't yeah. need a recycle sign. He went from a bludgeon brother to a recycle <laughs> sign, and and it's 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 too on the nose. It makes him s- seem so stupid. Maybe it needed to be on the nose because before <laughs> that, there were no actual signs that this should be happening. Yeah, like and that that's what my nitpick was was uh-huh. as it happens. You already have a match that's kind of died off. And yeah, it's a smart move that, you know, you introduce an insurance policy figure yeah. for Daniel Bryan and you do that at the end of a match that was just, there was nothing they were going to pull off at the end of that match to revive the fact that the crowd yeah. was out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the problem was they did it so slowly. Like Eric Rowan walks out while they're laying down and like, you could say that it's like to build up kind of anticipation, but we have no reason yes. to put them together. And then all there is is this like stray mindset. I know I thought of it. I know a lot of fans thought of it. It's like, Oh, is this, the Wyatt family going back together in reverse order? Like, what the what the hell is happening right here? Everyone forgets Daniel Bryan was a Wyatt. Yeah, because it was for like a week. Uh, that that family ties run very deep. So, no, it was, it was just the way they executed it. It should have been a quick, like, he comes out, he's just quick in there, takes out AJ Styles, sets up Daniel Bryan, and we're left wondering, what the hell is happening? Why is Rowan helping yeah. him? And instead, we got time to sit there and think of, well, why? There aren't any good reasons it doesn't make any sense they forced it Uh and it's gonna have to be explained on tuesday which instead of it being if he comes out and he does it real quick i want to hear the answers on tuesday instead the whole process happened and i'm like only question i had is who's on the goddamn shirt he's wearing like i like how is he fitting into this daniel bryan i think it was charles manson no no it was uh tom uh savini Who's like oh, he was in Dust yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so that's what it is. Like he, because he makes all the masks. Sex for, machine. Yeah, he makes all. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He makes all the masks for the the Wyatt family. Him oh, and wow. uh, Jason Baker. And I didn't so know that's that. that's what the the shirt was was oh, his face on the shirt. I didn't know that. Uh, that's really cool. But it also is like happening, and we're like, why? Like, so his change of gimmick. Last time he has come out in full ridiculous <laughs> like medieval fair attire, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, now yeah. it's like I put on a flannel shirt and some shirt that's a shout out to yeah. a completely disconnected thing. Like his horror fandom is now part of his. Yeah. heel turn as I'm an environmentalist. So what? The, like, What's happening? And it's just so weird that like like. They have Harper. Okay, Harper, go 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 ahead and go have this yeah. surgery while Rowan's out with his injury. So you can go ahead and get your surgery. Okay, now we're just forget the Bludgeon Brothers were just a thing. We realize you were tag champs before you got injured, but we're just negating that, throwing it away. Um, it just makes me worried. Like, what the hell are they going to do with Harper? Because I just think he's he's just so talented. Um, yeah, there's options. I yeah. think there's things for him to do. And the Bludgeon Brothers wasn't really working for anybody but Vince. Mm-hmm. So. I think this was a good way out of it. I think it works. Uh, 
Daniel Bryan did a pretty good job of tying it in when he did come out on Tuesday. Uh, it was a, you might have thought it was a little hokey. I thought it was a fine way, like the way he describes it. He's just like uh-huh. me and uh, Rowan are intellectual peers. Like yeah. he reads Chaucer and like he names yeah, off, yeah, yeah, he just yeah, names yeah. off a bunch of stuff, and it's really good. Uh, it was it was a smart, and then it also explains why Rowan's not going to talk. Like Rowan's stoic because he reads the Stoics, <laughs> and all of you guys are in are just ignorant assholes uh-huh. so it's like oh it also explains why daniel bryan's gonna daniel bryan is the mouthpiece with the bodyguard and it's like i love it i love yeah. both and the the planet's champion brings out the hemp belt with like turquoise stones in it yeah, and yeah, wood yeah. which i also it's like do environmentalists are they okay with cutting down trees <laughs> to whatever i'm not even gonna question it uh and he throws the belt in a trash can and then aj styles comes out and before aj styles can even get his rebuttal everybody comes out you get randy yes. orton you get Mustafa Ali, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy. I'm not sure why, uh, but mostly <laughs> I think it's just a Samoa joke and throw out one more alcohol. It's anonymous yeah, just joke. One more. Oh man. And Samoa Joe just nailed that promo. Did you so see, freaking see good. See Randy Orton's face when he said that. Yeah. Like Randy Orton like started he, at some point he like kneeled down to like stop the camera from seeing him laughing at the various things Samoa Joe was saying to everybody. Uh, yeah. No, really good promo. Really good setup for what it's going to be. Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship, and I don't think I could be more excited about anything else in the world. Yeah, no. Um, especially with that lineup of guys, like, yeah. how could that, like, how could it be bad? Like, I think like the like the star with like the least amount of star power right now is Mustafa Ali, but like, yeah. and he's building it up. He definitely you know? is. He de- so I'm not mad about him being in the match at all. Just yeah. like, no, I get it. Like, um, it actually might be Jeff Hardy that's yeah. like I'm the least uh, excited about yeah. being in the match, but fans still love yeah, him yeah, and still yeah. cheer for him. So well, it works. especially like after they're showing and they're like, I'll be honest, there for, for quite a while, like during the Rumble, I was like, Mustafa Ali might win this. You know, <laughs> like I was, I was like, they might do this. It might and, be Mustafa Ali versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. And then he got eliminated by Nia Jax. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, great, um, great way to make that work. <laughs> Um, but yeah, even like Jeff Hardy looked bad at the Royal Rumble. He was like yeah. running to the ring, holding his side already. And I was like, <laughs> did something happen? I'm not aware of tonight or just, you it's just, the Royal Rumble. it's, it's a tornado. People, yeah. people get hurt even before they make it out to the ring. But yeah, um, I, I think like Jeff Hardy can still do some things when he wants to, like what we saw him, uh, you know, uh, go off the top of the cage, uh, to put Randy Orton through the table or whatever it was at hell in a cell. I believe that was cool. Yeah. Mustafa Ali will do some great stuff. Uh, I mean, Samoa Joe's in there, AJ Styles, yeah. uh, Randy Orton. Like it, it's, you know, it's a double drip cream dream. Like, like, yeah, let's make it happen. It's one of those like matches that you can only do on like 2k 19. Yeah. And so doing it for elimination yeah. chamber. Uh, it's already sizing up to be a pretty, pretty good pay-per-view. I'm excited about it. Uh, Keep moving down the list as we're, uh, you know, looking at this Royal Rumble card before we even get to the Royal Rumble matches. A lot of good stuff, uh, you know, in, in terms of the different singles matches that they had. Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks. Um, this one, I'm going to start with my hot take and you can respond to it however you want. Okay. So Becky Lynch, superstar of the year for this last like 12 months. We'll do, I, I don't know where to start the like process. Mm-hmm. So let's just start it from like right yeah. now, the last 12 months. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Becky Lynch, superstar of the year. Ronda has been the best in-ring performer on the main brand over the last year. I think, and that's not saying Becky hasn't had really good matches, uh-huh. but when I look at what she's done with the various opponents she's had, all the pressure she has being pushed into this role so quickly and, you know, just having to continue, she has to be even better. Like, she has to be 110% because there's that much pressure on her, that much of a critical eye from the fans 
and she has delivered tenfold for me. And that's my that's my take. And you know, watching that match with Sasha Banks uh, was just one more to add to it. And I I it's hard to look back and see anybody else, at least on the main brand. NXT, there's some NXT superstars. Johnny Gargano might have something to say about being the best uh, in ring <laughs> performer. But you wouldn't think it would be Ronda. But I'm saying, like, she hasn't had a bad match, uh, at least not on a pay-per-view, over the last calendar year. Yeah, I mean, I can only think of one bad match she had, and it was with Dana Brooke on Raw. Yeah. And And that's it. And that one, uh, tell me somebody who's had a good match with Dana Brooke on anything. (laughs) So, yeah, I I think she's done a good job. I kind of wish Ethan was here because I know he'd give me a little bit more pushback on this. But it's just amazing how good she's done. And that's why fans want to shit on it. There is a large section of the audience that wants her to fail. And she just keeps delivering no matter who the opponent is. And we we keep bringing this up two good matches with Nia Jax. And, you know, I, the more, the more she goes along, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. The idea that she would be in a main event with anybody. Uh, I, I didn't know whether that would be a good idea or whether that could, uh, be something that a lot of people look forward to, but I sure as hell am looking forward to it. Whether it's Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch, or you throw tr- Charlotte in for a triple threat, which is something very interesting. I didn't realize that there is now a, a bunch of the audience that's trying to fight the idea of Charlotte being out of the mix and just shut the fuck up. Like that's yeah. all I can think when I read any of these tweets. They started tweeting Vince McMahon when he wished Becky a happy birthday. Yeah, and every you the first thirty tweets when you click on that. Uh, or the first 30 replies are all don't put Charlotte in the match. Like what the hell is wrong with you? Why? People? Why would you not want? Oh, you want, you don't want a better match. Apparently it's a slap in the face to Becky to have it a, not a singles main event yeah. and to have it where even if Becky wins, if she has to pin Charlotte and not get the pin on Rhonda, then apparently that's a slap in the face to Becky and the push she should get. God, I just wish they'd quit burying <laughs> Becky already. Like, oh Me man, too. stop burying Becky. <laughs> you fucking nerds. Like, get off. She's not going to date you, so quit white knighting her on Twitter. Like, she's going to find like that one and be like, yep, this fat nerd, he, he defended me, so I guess I, ju- show. I guess I just love him forever now. Like, you idiots. <laughs> Like, get real. Uh, It's just, it's so crazy because, like, first of all, the the explanations, once again, this is where they go off the fucking rails because they're like, it doesn't make any sense. They're going to find some hokey way to put her into it. It's like, this is the exact story they've been telling. They found some hokey way for her to win the Rumble. (laughs) The the, the swerve would be not putting Charlotte in because, like, okay, Rhonda and Becky are so over. We do want it to be on a poster, one on one. That would be the argument. The match, the story they've been telling, the match is going to be a triple threat. Like yeah. that's the story. Well, yeah. I mean, there's unfinished business with 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 Ronda attack. I mean, uh, with Charlotte attacking Ronda. Yeah. You know, after the match they had. There's uh, Becky, not even after the match, just during the match. There's Becky getting one saying, "I want my own spotlight." So the idea that they're yeah. saying it's offensive to Becky, that's the story. Yes. Like if you're finally going to tell that story where Becky wants her own spotlight and yeah. Charlotte's even going to find a way to try to take it for, at WrestleMania, that gives you that much more reason Becky needs to get the one up on Charlotte, not just eliminated yeah. in the Royal Rumble, yeah. but beating her at WrestleMania. And why is Oscar champion right now? Oh, because Ronda came out and screwed Becky Both of and Charlotte. Yeah. Like, do you like? You can't. Oh my god! Like <laughs> it's a perfect story that yes. they're like, and and I, this is what I, I I saw a tweet that was like, does Charlotte need to be added to the Ronda Becky match? Well, no, it doesn't need to she be. They're doing to be. they're doing a great job. Yeah. But if your other side of it is, 
no, you can't add her. Mm-hmm. Well, why the fuck not? Like, one, triple threat matches are awesome. I, are. I wish they happened more often. The Daniel Bryan, did that take away from how great Daniel Bryan's WrestleMania win was at WrestleMania 30? Because it was a triple threat match? Yep. No, yep. it worked perfectly. And the fact that Vince hates WrestleMania triple threat main events, that's the thing that sucks. Like, I wish they would do it more often. And in this case, that is the perfect match to have on the card. And I'm just hoping that they're smart enough to not one, listen to the fans bullshit yeah. to have Vince be like, not a big fan of these triple threats. Stick with it. That's the story that's being told. And that's the way. And you know, if you're, if your criticism then is Becky has to pin Ronda, can't be on Charlotte. Fine. So be it. But the idea that they can't have that triple threat match, that is just printing money. Why would you not want them to do that? Because there's no pleasing these idiots. That's why. <laughs> That's why. Basically. Uh, another person who will never be pleased, at least in terms of this match, Wade, you'll never be pleased by a Shane McMahon match. I will uh, not. I, I I guess I'll just start out with the first one. Were you impressed when Shane hit a shooting star press uh, as the finish? Was I impressed? Yeah. Were like, you impressed? No. You weren't impressed by Shane hitting a shooting star press. Even Brock Lesnar fucked up the shooting star press in the moment with all the pressure on him. Yeah. Shane well, pulled it off. Yeah, that's what he does. He jumps off things. <laughs> but he doesn't do a shooting star press. He worked on it. Yeah, I guess. Like, it was cool to see a shooting star press. Um, Like, that was cool. Like, there's no denying that. Um, But like we kind of talked about earlier, it was cool how aggressive the bar was. I yeah. mean, that's what I want to see from two guys. That, I mean, if you're going to dress like that, you have to, like, yeah. act, you know, aggressive. Um. I don't know why Shane and The Miz are tag champs now. Like, because they earned it. Fans love them. Sh- why is Shane McMahon the, the, the GM of SmackDown? He's not the. I don't know if he's the GM anymore. Well, he's the GM of something because all the McMahons are all running. Yeah, they're it running the whole thing. So, so he's an authority figure. Yeah. Why is he winning uh, Saudi Arabian wrestling tournaments to become the greatest of all time? There's no need for that. Why is he winning championship belts? There's no need for that. He's not a good wrestler at all. He had a shooting star press, though. So what? He can't, <laughs> he can't throw a punch. He's throwing real punches, and you just don't like real punches, right? <laughs> well, his real punches look terrible <laughs> somehow. He's the only person throwing a real punch, and you're going, oh, that looks fake as shit. Well, it's because he doesn't know how to punch. It's he's like, he's trained. <laughs> shut, shut up. He's a mixed martial artist. He's, he's a millionaire that was trained. The guy's just going, yeah, 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 yeah. You're doing good. Guy that keeps paying me all this money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. I mean, it was fine. Like, it was, you know, I just don't see why he's the champ. I don't see why he won the tournament. I don't see why he keeps getting all these big matches, like, with good wrestlers. Like, there's no, he has no business being in the ring with AJ Styles, with Kevin Owens. He has no business being in the ring with The Undertaker. They keep cheering him. Who? Who are the, these people? I don't know. All, all of them. The whole audience. <laughs> oh, like uh, I just I I don't know. I, I don't. I, like I'm it. saying something. I think something good is coming out of this because this is the first time I've seen mm-hmm. potential with the Miz in a long time. Yeah, I thought he's he's done a great job on the mic, and it never mattered in the ring. Still, kind of doesn't. He still didn't do anything to impress. So it's me just gonna match. be. Um, sorry to interrupt, but the Miz versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. That's that's the match that's we're looking. Probably to. what's gonna happen. I would hope that instead, this is just the best way to turn the Miz into a face. Yeah. And that's something that the fans wanted for a long time. 
He stalled out as a heel just because none of the matches kind of lived up to whatever heat he could get put onto a match. Mm -hmm. And then the fans started to cheer him anyway, so it really ruined it. I think now if you go to the face, he's going to have to step up his game and show me something in the ring. Uh, but I think it's a good transition. It's a good time to pull that off. And I do think the only way I'm going to be interested in a Daniel Bryan, the Miz match is if it is them on opposite sides of what you expected, you know, where it's Daniel Bryan as the pure baby face and Miz is the heel. Now we're going to get the opposite of that and see if it works. Uh, because what they had been doing, the, the match everybody wanted, the 10 year buildup. Yeah. Very underwhelming. Yeah, uh, it, it was so weak. Yeah. So I, I, I see the potential there probably still will fail, but at least it's something. And this is a good start because I didn't imagine Miz is coming off uh, the, the, the way people were like excited about his promo stuff. Yeah. He's now doing that as a face. And usually we, we've seen this a lot where guys, even though they're really good on the mic, mm. once they have to like make that turn, it's really hard to be a face in today's climate. Miz is pulling it off in a good way, probably just because of the rub of Shane, which we can't quite identify why Shane's that top baby face. But no if no idea if he can give that to the Miz and help Miz get started on that face run, maybe it's worth it. I don't know if it's worth giving Shane one more WrestleMania match, uh, but we'll see how they play it out. But if also if it's how Shane makes the heel turn finally, then it's definitely worth it. If, sh if Shane's back as the heel. I mean, I don't know if it's worth it. It's totally <laughs> worth it. Because, all right, here, here's your options. Uh -huh. you, you either, right now, he's the tag team champion for what? They, they'll have to face the Usos at Elimination Chamber, I think is what it's sizing up to be. Okay. Um. So I don't know how long they'll keep the belt and when they'll make this turn, but my guess would be they find they have to lose at Elimination Chamber. Whether If it's going to be Miz versus Shane at WrestleMania, that has to happen. Yeah. So you get like a month of them being tag team champions. Yeah, I, I don't see this lasting long. So then you get a heel turn and you get Shane as the heel. And for for then on, we don't need to have the fans cheering for him and pigeonholing him, like getting him put into WrestleMania for no goddamn reason. Yeah. So it's a month of dealing with this horse shit and no more WrestleMania. Or you're talking like five straight years. Mm -hmm. We're just going to keep getting Shane. Like, do you want five years from now, Shane to still be a face jumping off shit at WrestleMania, taking up the card, the, the, the precious card that they're mad that uh, bad wrestlers or part-timers yeah. take up somebody's spot. But they're cheering him. They're cheering Shane. This could end now because you have to deal with this for a month. All you got to yeah. do is play ball, Wade. Okay. Just got to play ball. I've been playing ball for a while. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just, there's, uh, I, I just, I hate fans so much. You're going to like just boo people for doing that, but cheer Shane for doing it. Yep. He's getting all these opportunities he doesn't deserve. He's not a good wrestler. He never has been. But no one's chanting, you can't wrestle at Shane McMahon at all. They'll chant it at Ronda Rousey, yeah. but she's a like a legit champion. Like yeah. as has, you know, um, no, she can wrestle. She's, it's it's been proven. Who else has ever been put in that spot and didn't just become a gimmick um, months later and actually is like put the time in, did everything that she needed to do, yeah. is impressing all of her coworkers. Mm -hmm. And the fans are like, I don't like this. No. Not not a fan we're of gonna, this. We're going to chant, you can't <laughs> wrestle at Ronda Rousey. Um, uh, that's great. But cheer Shane. Yep. You. God, I hate him. I hate uh, him so much. So uh, now, did you watch any of the pre-show? I had to watch the pre-show. Um, I was not able to see any of the pre-show at all. I, I didn't see any of the Cruiserweight match. So I will tell you, don't watch anything else, but find the Cruiserweight match. Uh -huh. Watch it. It was really good. It almost, it's like the first time that I'm like now, like, uh, you know, Atami uh, got his release and yeah. actually granted to him. And like before I wouldn't have cared. And I watched that match like, 
I want him back. Bring him back, yeah. please. Let him. Let him. Well, let him. It, let, now that he's doing something good. Let him. Let him be here for a bit. It's probably good. They let. He's he's been so plagued with injuries since yeah. his debut. I think he also doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, and that's, that's part of true. that. Actually, probably is why I liked him so much in the match. Mm-hmm. Was he just seemed disinterested? Uh, the the setup. You know, you got Buddy Murphy, Tazawa, uh, Atami, and Kalisto, and so the match starts, and the first thing that happens is uh, Atami just backs out of the ring. So he stands there and lets the other three fight. And they go like, we're talking like high speed cruiserweight action, yeah. bunch of flips, bunch of cool shit. Buddy Murphy like countering, like every time they try to do a Hurricane Rana, Buddy Murphy turns it into a power bomb, just like F you, smashing yeah. these little guys. And he's, a, he's a monster. Atami didn't get involved for the first like 10 minutes of the match. Just gets to sit out yeah. there and just pick his spot, waits for the perfect time. Uh, and everything was so good. It made me that much more impressed with Buddy Murphy. I was already impressed, but now there's like, wow, that's a really good match. Uh, all of the 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 good things I could say about Tazawa, we saw it in the match, like, you know, as advertised. And then uh, best version of Kalisto, like just running around and only improving a match. Like I, I saw the knee that Buddy Murphy gave to Kalisto. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah, so they all had, it was really good by the end. I was super excited. I was like, this is the cruiserweight matches that you should have been giving us yeah. for over the last year. And this is the this is the one that gets stuck on the pre-show and nobody watched. Uh, I had to end up watching. This is actually a funny story as we uh, start to transition into the Royal Rumble matches. Uh, I was at work the night of, so I got home and I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this, right? Yeah. And when I clicked onto the Royal Rumble to play it, it kept sending me to like the WrestleMania access, like the show, like they have Brock Lesnar where he throws the belt at Vince. Oh, and you get to see all yeah, that stuff. yeah, yeah. And uh, it just won't let me start the Royal Rumble. And when you go to like the Royal Rumble page, yeah, it's, it doesn't, it's not it's up not yet. there yet. Yeah. So I was like, well, what the hell am I going to do? And eventually as I'm like just about ready to quit, it all pops up. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't start the, like I probably could have at that point started the Royal Rumble, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do the pre-show yeah. and, watch this later because it already spoiled the ending for me as i'm trying to go backwards on the wrestlemania access oh no it goes straight to the moment that's like and your winners <laughs> oh, no. and i'm like i was like you sons of bitches and i just like couldn't deal with it couldn't deal with the emotional uh impact of that so i was like just gonna do the pre-show yeah. and may- maybe just even go to sleep tonight like not watch the royal rumble till the morning maybe i'll forget what happened mm-hmm. uh but eventually i watched pretty much everything and t- i up through the women's Royal Rumble before I went to bed. But nice. uh yeah, I would I would say that uh the pre-show, I probably would have missed it, probably wouldn't have seen it. Uh a lot of weird stuff. There was a match where it was the uh Raw tag team champions, uh uh, you know, Rude and Gable versus one half of the authors of pain and one half of the revival. It was like uh it was uh Dawson uh-huh. and then maybe Rizar. Okay. I don't know why. No. They, and I, I, they probably explained why, but since I jumped <laughs> in in the middle of the match, I'm like, I'm not going back to the beginning. Uh, but yeah, apparently they had a match and then, uh, Shinsuke beat Rusev and they've just been doing kind of the same thing that they've been doing. Uh, maybe that pays off now that on, uh, SmackDown Rusev has turned to heel, which is great. Cause I don't care what the fans say about Rusev day as much as you love to chant it. Uh, it's, it's like defanged Rusev. Like he's not good doing his stupid jokes about how handsome he is. It, it it sounds like what I would do if I was like trying to do stand up and I just got really high and did it <laughs> yeah. and didn't come up with funny things to say. But like, <laughs> but then imagine you had an entire crowd that's like, well, you love the dumb things he just said instead of moments, chances for Rusev to get a push that like you say he deserves it. Your Rusev day is big. He can be over and, you know, he got a match with AJ Styles 
and he delivered the worst promos we've ever seen. Like, just not getting anybody excited for the actual match. And it didn't matter because they're still going to be like, Rusev Day, Rusev Day. Now, as a heel turn, he can start getting back to why we loved him in the first place and cut promos and make me want to watch Rusev matches. Yeah, I'm less concerned with Rusev Day and more interested in Rusev Kress. Rusev Machka. Yeah. That's what I'm interested in. Um, that's when I loved Rusev. I like that he, you know, he's he, like he has support now, and yeah. you know, people bought all of his shirts and everything. But he's a lot less interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is WWE. Uh, the foreign guys are heels. That's how it works here. I don't even know. If you, <laughs> I I think you that's could, just Vince McMahon. You could have him as a face. The problem is. Like the, I know what they were trying to do because you watch him on anything else. He's yeah. very charismatic and he's fun. Yes, he is. But similar to what we talked about with like uh, the the club, for some reason their humor has not translated it's, to funny moments on the show. Because, and that's the same thing that happened yeah. to Rusev because they're in a show about combat and s- some guy making uh like childish dick jokes doesn't really make you look tough. You also if you cut out the the cursing of the dick jokes the dick jokes are not as funny as they were very true uh so there's other things and yeah for rusev whatever that charisma was that was never tapped into where he could like you know who does it really well biggie and we talked about it a lot yeah nobody ever gave him the push though he's part of vince's they're in a stable we're not gonna let them unless they're the uh, the shield they don't get a run for uh yeah. singles titles but biggie was is one that like he can be funny he can do that and it's like okay we get why he's doing the humor side and then when he needs to turn it on he has and rusev didn't at no point during that run did he turn it on where it's like yeah it was funny there but now it's serious it's time for this match yeah and if you don't have that that it takes away all the great things that are from rusev I I love I I get that you love to chant Rusev Day, but it's not good for him. It's not good for his long term success and how Vince views him. So yeah. you've basically ruined Rusev having the chance at a title, <laughs> like because that's what it was. He he was in the perfect position. I mean, I don't know if they were ready to take it off AJ Styles, but Rusev could have been the guy. But he didn't cut a single good promo at that point. Yeah, um, and it's unfortunate. Um, at least at least like. He's away from Aiden English. If I can say anything positive, they Aiden got, English now is the they uh, got him away from the opera singer, uh, cruiserweight uh, commentator. He's the Good. third that's, man on that crew. That's fine. Go sing for them. <laughs> but like, get away from my Rusev. Okay. So yeah, uh, it, it is interesting the the different stuff that uh, happened on the the pre show going forward. Uh, I am excited to see what Rusev does now in a loose alliance with Nakamura. Uh, I think that can work out. It really helps Nakamura as somebody that like, they can do heel stuff and then have Rusev do a little bit more of the talking, Lana doing a little bit more of the talking. Uh, it's you're, you're right. It's a better uh, combination having Rusev with Nakamura than Rusev with Aiden English. So I'm excited to see what they do from here. Now we get to talk about the reason that we're here, the Royal Rumble matches, and we'll just go in the chronological order. We're going to start with the women's. And uh, I thought, I guess to add to the other two women's matches we talked about, this might have been one of the best nights of women's wrestling in the WWE. 100%. Um, if the women's Royal Rumble showed me anything at all, is that the talent level in the women's roster right now is stacked. They have so many incredible performers that it makes the ones that aren't look really bad. Now it's not just like, oh, we got 16 girls in the ring and they all kind of suck. It's <laughs> like, no, we're going to send 30 women out here. 
and two of them kind of suck. You know, <laughs> um, it's just like everyone was so good that it, it yeah. made it made Alicia Fox look bad. Yeah, it made uh, Maria Kanellis look bad. I I'll, I'll give you Maria. I think Alicia mm-hmm. Fox. Alicia Fox is a very interesting one because. I'd, I've never found her matches to be very entertaining. I did. She she was on like the uh, pre-show matches when uh, I went to watch Raw, and that was the one where Becky gets her face broken and uh-huh. everything. Uh, it was weird that she actually could perform. Like there was moves she could do in the ring, uh, but yeah, I don't see those whenever she gets on TV normally. Yeah. So it's like, why is she doing that on a pre-show and could perform? But mm-hmm. I I really I really don't well, know what goes into that. And I I, I think it's probably best that. Those two are the, were the only women in the Rumble that really had like a history with the WWE. Like Alicia yeah. Fox has been there a long, long time. time. Uh, Maria Kanellis is former Divas champion, maybe former women's champion. Uh, she had to have won something. She was one of them. She started out in what, the Divas search competition yeah, from like, like, like 04 maybe? Yeah, like so she's Maria Kanellis has been around a long time yeah. and, and it just shows like, okay, here's kind of like the old realm, you know, with these two and just like how much uh, women's wrestling has improved. It just made the two of them. Maria Canales, I kind of get, she's been, just had a baby and been managing, yeah. like, you know, not really wrestling for a long and she time. Didn't, she didn't have much to do in there. I no. think they overdid it with the Alicia Fox face-off. That was probably the biggest problem is yeah, yeah, yeah. that it's taking the time away. And they, Well, and I think that's probably why they were just like, and then you two will just do something yeah. weird because that's what you do. we have all these <laughs> entertainers that actually can, you know, go out there and do it. And it's not just, you know, a TNA show anymore. <laughs> so, uh, uh, not mean total impact, but yeah, you know, you no, know, no, yeah, I go, yeah. you I got, got it, you, you got, got me you. there. Okay, yeah, just making sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just made them look bad. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad there was no Lita in there. That just like, yeah, you're not as good as them. Yeah, no Trish status. We're like, yep, you're not as good. Sorry. I feel like Trish has done fine. Like Trish yeah. has been okay, but it's definitely like Lita's was definitely, and I don't even mm-hmm. know how much is like there. There's the gap that you're talking about of like yeah. just being better performers than they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lita's is like her body's broken down. It's like why do you have her out there? Like yeah. this isn't good for anybody. No, um, and, and 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 just from a personal standpoint, I never thought Lita was a good wrestler <laughs> ever. All right, so uh, before we just get flamed for your hot takes right there, we'll just move on to some other thing. What was, uh, just give me a couple of your favorite moments from the Women's Royal Rumble. What kind of stood out to you? Um, I thought uh, the, the the girl from NXT UK, uh, uh, female Pete Dunne. Oh, uh, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was incredible. She's really, really good. There's um, actually a match, if you have time, uh, in the Mae Young Classic, I think she was facing off with Tegan Knox, who ends up getting injured in the match. Uh, I think that one was really good. And then I think it's that one. There, there's one where she just sells in a way that all I can think is Shawn Michaels. Uh-huh. Like it's crazy the level of like getting her opponent over. Uh, Shawn Michaels like selling well, not like Shawn Michaels selling for Hulk Hogan. Uh, but she, <laughs> she like there, there's something about her. She has this way, not even just being the powerhouse she is. It's fun to watch her just throw other women around. Yeah. Uh, but there's something about the way she sells. That it's like there's a superstar there and she's 22. Like, sh- yeah, really? She's 22. Wow. So her and I don't know if you've seen Tony Storm is also an NXT UK. Yes, I know who uh, that she's is. She's also like 22. So yeah. there's a lot in the pipeline that it's not just, oh, we got some really good talent here. Uh-huh. A lot of the talent, you know, you think of the men's, even the men's are like 38. Like everybody's old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, women's are starting all of these great women right now. When you talk about like the four horse women, they're all 30, you yeah. know, they're all getting up there a little bit. And now there's this crop of young guns that already know what they're doing. They've been mm-hmm. wrestling since they were like 16 and they're killing it. And so, yeah, I, I agree. Rhea Ripley's one I've had my eyes on since uh, the first Mae Young Classic. Yeah, that's she, my she's first, really talented. That was my first viewing of Rhea Ripley. Um, very impressed by her. Um, 
I I just like I like I thought Lacey Evans is incredible. Yeah. I think she is just going to be fantastic um in WWE like I really do. I really I didn't see any of her stuff in NXT so she's very new to me. Yeah. Um right now I'm in love. Like I think <laughs> like, like more than just like oh my god she's beautiful. She's beautiful and all that but just like her character everything like like I'm just like yep it works. You you you're doing exactly what you need to do. Um, she lasted a pretty good amount of oh, yeah. time. A really long time. Good start to um, her main main brand run and being introduced to yeah. the, the larger audience on the main brand. I, I like that the Riot Squad all came out and just attacked Natalia first just every time. Yep. That was amazing. I love that they finally became like the Riot Squad that they've been trying to push. <laughs> like they're not just breaking random things in the back. Like we're we're crazy. Look at us. Like yeah. this time it's like using their three team and I love it how they were both eliminated first and then they come back with Ruby to help her and they're just playing lumberjack to the Royal Rumble match uh that was finally them living up to that gimmick that they've been telling us and finally doing it in a way that's entertaining and not just some dumb backstage segment that mm -hmm. doesn't really make sense so yeah I was I was excited when they did that uh quick question so there was uh you know the the I guess we call it the Kofi finish what, okay. what do we call it yeah so who did a better a job Kofi spot you obviously have the Kofi uh-huh like he did pretty good this year he did like uh -huh. kind of just doing like a spin yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to get himself over and, and, then he, and then he had the thing with with xavier where they like did a weird dance thing yeah he like caught him and ground. kept yeah. i think actually his feet definitely touched on at least one of those <laughs> i think he i think they were the refs uh they, they were the the refs from mm -hmm. the saints uh rams game uh i think they kind of missed a call <laughs> there uh I, I think my personal favorite would probably have to be naomi's i thought it was just oh, it was it's, it's a very similar spot that Kofi did a couple years ago yeah. where he jumped from the apron to the ring. Um, but the way uh, Naomi did it where she jumped and landed on the stairs with one foot, uh, you know, like uh, like each on a different step. Yeah. Like it just looked so cool. It was almost like that oh, superhero landing. Yeah. You know, no, it was um, picture perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd have to say that was probably my favorite Kofi spot was from uh, Naomi. All right. Yeah, I, I would probably agree with you. I did think it was interesting with uh, Casey Cantanzaro, who's like the uh, what is it? Uh, American Ninja Warrior. She was like the first one to climb up their wall or whatever the okay. hell it is. And yeah. now she's in NXT learning how to wrestle. Also, I just found out she is dating Ricochet. Oh, okay. So if All they right. if they have kids, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as Kinsey told me, they're going to be made of rubber. And <laughs> it's exciting to see where the, they'll, they'll pull off. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, that little spot, I thought it was a little bit contrived because like the way she fell was just like, nope, my feet are still in the air. And then she yeah. like, she climbs on over. But when she does like, it's like a little spider thing. Like she puts her feet up onto the turnbuckle, pu pulls herself up. Uh, pretty good spot. But no, Naomi's though. The fact she stuck that landing was good. And then you add in, it actually builds into the story. Uh, I think they did a good job with Mandy Rose having Mandy Rose get eliminated. Then she's fighting Naomi on, Naomi yes. on the outside. Naomi thinks she's getting oh, back yeah. in. Manny pulls her leg, hits her off the, the steps, and you keep that going. Obviously, though, on Tuesday, they had to do a backstage promo that made no sense. Because that's what they do. Uh, I think what they tried to do was they brought uh, tough enough footage where Naomi's out there and she's basically calling the whole group, like, uh, weak. And uh, I think Mandy Rose gets, like, body slammed and, like, kind of smiles about it. And Naomi's like, jump on her she's smiling like something and they try to turn that into like mandy rose was like traumatized by the interaction oh, with naomi that's funny and she does like a fake cry but i really think if they would have just found a better way to turn that in like it's it's another poor execution for that story and if they would have done it just a little bit differently it would have pulled off and said it came off very hokey and yeah, that, that's wrestling, so it's probably fine <laughs> uh I, I was thinking a little weird having natalia as the iron woman um yeah 
I, 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 mean, I mean, I guess now that you're trying to build it up for like any sort of Ronda Rousey thing, it's just like Natalia is getting way more opportunities now than she ever did because like she, she's Ronda's friend. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying that's clearly what they're doing now. At, at least Natalia finally quit going, my Uncle Brett in every, <laughs> every single promo she cuts. So that's good, at least. So, you know, growth. Growth that, is good. That, that is good. Uh, before we get to the finish and how that played out, uh, Alexa Bliss, completely over. Absolutely, like, yeah. Uh, what do you do with that? What do you do where your best heel that has been sitting out of action with uh-huh. concussions and various things, fans are just super happy that she's back in it. Uh, do you just go face route? Do you uh, lean into where the, the fans are taking it? Or do you just quickly get her to do some cheap heat to try to go back the other way? Um, I think they just keep moving forward the way they have been. Uh, keep having those moments of bliss, you know, where she's, you know, kind of catty, but, you know, all these other heels keep coming out and interrupting her. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, eventually, you know, some super heel will interrupt her and then she'll have to, um, you know, f- fight her and then that'll yeah. turn her face. So um, I-, I think just, yeah, continue the path. Keep going forward. Uh, it- it's working. So why stop now? All right, so the the storytelling obviously at the end, uh, the the one thing on the pre show I guess that mattered was that uh, Lana Shinsuke knocks, yeah, uh, uh, or actually I don't even know who ends up knocking her off, but it's the same spot they always do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, knocked my valet to the floor spot. Yeah. And now her ankle's broke. So she hurt her ankle and can't go into the match. She's what like the twenty twenty seventh, eighth. It's, it's towards it's towards the end. So she she's right there at the end. And we all know what's going to happen. Like, as soon as she starts walking out and she can't get out there, like, for a se- like my thought was just one of the spots was going to be Becky. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know how that works. I don't know when they decided to pick and one's just left open for Becky after she loses to open up the night. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of what I thought. But once you see her walking out limping, it's like, there's comes Becky. Mm-hmm. And then the fans just have to be like, we want Becky. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you think you're changing what's happening? You think you're, you're yeah. having an impact? All right, cool, cool. Keep keep doing it. That's fine. Uh, but she comes out and Becky just, Talks, uh, well, before that, Naya comes out, correct? And, 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 she then, be... and then she smashes Lana even worse. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, that actually adds to the story. Yeah. She's, Naya's officially the reason like, Lana couldn't go. Just in case you missed the pre-show yeah. and don't know yeah. why Lana has a limp, we're going to send Naya Jax out to hurt her even more. And Naya, that becomes her own uh, yes. tragic flaw and allows Becky to get into the match. The final three, Becky, Naya, and Charlotte. And yeah. at this point... Charlotte's been in since like 14. Yep. She's just been uh, ripping through everybody. And uh, Kenzie pointed this out. Charlotte, by the end of every match, uh, just looks like she's been through hell. Like she had to wake up at like 4.30 a.m. Yeah. And just all of it. Whatever makeup she had is off. It's and off. her hair is just hair shot is up. Wild. And she just does this. She just looks like she gets this look on her where all of a sudden she just turns into like angry Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> where like the veins start coming out of her neck. And she's far more intimidating than Ric Flair ever was. Like when Charlotte gets that look, I'm like, oh, you're, you're scary. Like, you are an intimidating yeah. woman for sure. And she just goes through and just beating the hell out of everybody. Uh, and then Becky gets her revenge, flips yeah. Nia out, and then Nia uh, attacks Becky, n- screws up her knee on the mm-hmm. outside, and perfect for Nia to keep getting that heat, Yeah. Uh, particularly with how the night in- ends with Nia. Uh, that, that's perfect. Becky comes in. Charlotte, and this is what... I haven't seen this in a long time played as well as they did at the end where Becky's hurt and Charlotte, you know, she's first just like you see the smile where she's like, I got this, you know, she's a little overconfident. But then every time Becky attacks her, 
like Becky gets the slight advantage and Charlotte just goes at that knee and she just does it full yeah. speed, yeah, chop yeah, yeah. blocks and just everything, just kicking it. And God, it was it was so well told at the end. Got me super excited. One of the best booked rumbles of all time. Oh, yeah. So so good from beginning to end. Uh, got so many cross stories going and then all leading into they know they they know where their bread is butted. They know what the main story is and they tell that one perfectly at the end of the match. And obviously uh, Charlotte has a chance, but gets herself thrown out on the outside. Probably shouldn't go for a big boot uh, towards the ropes, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. People got eliminated off dumber moves and Becky knocks her out. Uh, wins with the bum knee, which is also going to help because going forward, like Becky couldn't compete. That's the story they end up telling on Tuesday is yeah. another great moment. This one, probably the best one we've had in a long time. This is also why the people who think Charlotte shouldn't be in the triple threat are out of their goddamn minds. Yeah. Cause Charlotte comes out and she finally plays the crowd. Well, I haven't seen that necessarily from Becky or from Charlotte. Charlotte's promo work is steadily improved as she's gone heel and been part of this big rivalry. But when the crowd is trying to chant Becky and Charlotte's just out there and she's just basically saying, no, yeah, congratulations. That was a great, great spot for Becky and like just having yeah. this maniacal laugh as she's doing like this, like I love my friend, but I hate her. I hate her. And they do the whole moment. And by the time it's done, as Becky's about to reply, you think there's going to be this great Becky promo. Becky, just the best punch I've seen in a long time, just straight to the bottom of the jaw. Charlotte dropped in one hit and Becky tries to walk away, but Charlotte comes about and chases her and they have their big fight. And by the time it's done, like after the, every move you see Becky's just selling the knee so well. And she ends up leaving SmackDown, getting in her car. Like, uh, you know, one of the backstage announcers like, you didn't let the medics check on you, whatever. And she's like, I, I can't be on the shelf. And yeah. she leaves with the injury. And you're just like, this is great. Because it's also going to tell the story that I, I uh, fantasy booked last week. I'm excited. They're yeah. finally going to do one of the great stories that I've, I've, I've put on a platter for WWE. So really freaking excited. And that that's the future. That's that's a a good sign of a great match is not only was I entertained in the moment and loved it, everything from there, I am a hundred percent in for the, whatever story they end up telling me going into WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, I can't argue with any of that. Like, cause uh, we've already talked about it. Like, yeah, this is the story. It's the story that's been building up since SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously they started in the summer in terms of Becky's like rise up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the SummerSlam is the match where, uh, Becky turns heel and doesn't get a turn heel because mm -hmm. the fans won't allow it. And everything else since yeah. then has just been uh, great work from the the top of the women's SmackDown card. I'm 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 curious how Charlotte's gonna get in this match. Um, but I think it'll be good. Um, she's gonna take out Becky's knee. Gonna have to right. That's the the way I and if they cut the promo. I didn't write it very well when I was talking about it last week, but that hopefully they can figure that part out. But straight up. Charlotte takes it out. She can take her out with a kendo stick. I'm I'm looking at like a trio woe spot, yeah, yeah, and she yeah. just beats it with a kendo stick over and over. And when Becky can't go, Charlotte goes up to Vince like, "You want your main event with Ronda? There's only one person who can do it. Let me finish the job I started at Survivor Series." And it's set up that it's going to be well. This is going to be Ronda and Charlotte. Fans are losing their goddamn minds. No, we don't want this match. Oh, mm -hmm. we wanted Becky, and Becky gets to walk into the triple threat. She's like, "I'm ready to go. You put me in the match that I earned at Royal Rumble." And Bam! That's that's the story. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Uh, so yeah, straight up. Uh, I, they then you know you don't have to tell the story. I'm not going to be the asshole fan that I had this idea and they don't do my fantasy booking. So I'm sad. Whatever they tell is going to be great because uh, they're they're primed for it right now and it's going to be the WrestleMania main event. And 
you know, you, you thought we, we talked about it all the time when uh, Charlotte is facing Sasha and it's like, all right, we're getting the first hell in the cell, but make it a good hell in the cell. Yes. Make it a first, first less woman standing. Make it good. This is going to be a, I think it will be the last match at WrestleMania. Yeah, for sure. Ma- main event, last match. And it'll earned it. It mm-hmm. earned that spot. And I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. I mean, like, and, 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 and like, you know, the WWE knows because Vince McMahon wished her happy birthday. Today. <laughs> like, 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 they know that Becky Lynch is our new, you know, yeah. Stone Cold, our our new, you know, whoever. Our like, new like, meal ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, this is where, like, and, like, to show, like, how over Becky is, you know, uh, a lot of my friends now, like, like are, are very casual fans. Like, they'll watch the top four pay-per-views, and that's about it. And um, everyone that was texting me on Sunday about the Royal Rumble, they're like, so, like, Becky, like, like, they're like yeah, I don't, I don't really know what else is going on. Except for Becky Lynch, you know, <laughs> and a, a year ago they wouldn't have any clue about a women's match, you know. Yeah. That you know that that was you know a, a year ago those were the piss break matches. Sorry, but they were. Um, and you know now all my buddies are like, oh yeah, Becky's. You know I don't know what else is going on, but you know Becky's killing it. And I just text back, that's all you need to know because <laughs> nothing else matters. Becky yeah. Lynch is literally the only thing in WWE right now that 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 is captivating, um, which says something to her for sure. I mean, she might be single-handedly pulling WWE out of a, you know, five-year mucky drought, you know? Yeah. So, good I, for her. I would make some arguments that there's some other people that are entertaining, but if you're talking about the the, the showstopper, the scene stealer, yeah. whatever, 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 it's Becky, yeah. and she's doing an amazing job, and they're finally telling a story right around her, uh, so I'm excited to see where they go with that. Next up, though, uh, the Men's Royal Rumble, which is another interesting one. I guess we'll start with the spot that got ruined for me is Seth Rollins ended up winning. I think it was a solid finish mm-hmm. uh, to the match, just the way that it played out for a while, you know, thinking that uh, maybe Braun Strowman would win. That was another good mm-hmm. pick. He had won the the greatest Royal Rumble. Maybe he'd come in and win the Royal Rumble and get that match with Brock that was taken off the table from him. Uh, instead, uh, Seth Rollins with that found a way to do the curb stomp on the outside of the yeah. ring and eliminate Braun. Uh, it was good, good, good work from Braun seeing like he's still captivating audiences with the, the way he wrestles, um, Braun or Seth Braun. Okay. Uh, so finding the way to do that and not have him cut too many promos. And they did one on Monday where he basically comes and like congratulates Seth in a Braun way, which, you know, it's just like, you just, you know, you deserve to win. Not like pissed off that he got his face stomped on the side, but like Mm -hmm. gives him a little handshake and like, you know, whoever you pick make sure you get the job done, you know, and then walks away. No, no letting him linger and say something stupid and have some catchphrase that ruins it. Uh, just has that little moment. And hopefully they, they did figure that out over the last few months. It's not just kind of like a demotion for Braun, but it's kind of a retooling, readjusting. And then Seth Rollins, I don't get it. Uh, I, I, I don't know why the fans love him so much when his promos suck so bad. Uh, but they do. And so that's the right move. <laughs> that's the right move. Letting him win. And it gives you, it opens up so many avenues. They, they had a, uh, you know, I, we're going to talk about the Dean news in a little bit, but mm. it even opened up the first good Dean promo in months, uh, which is utterly ridiculous. But I mean, now's as good a time as any to fix it. Um, I think Seth Rollins was the right pick and that's i I'm, I'm excited for that match. I think you can play off of a little bit, the just kind of the, the normal Seth Rollins promos, but also play off Seth being the one who cashed in his money in the bank to, to beat Brock and Roman uh, at that one WrestleMania, whichever one. And uh, they, they, there's stuff that works there. And I think if you have Seth Rollins as kind of like uh, 
the superior version of the last three little guys that Brock faced. Yeah. Now Seth Rollins is the one that he can be what will be instead of just being the Kingslayer, he will be the Beast Slayer. Yeah. And take down Brock at WrestleMania. Um yeah. Uh I have to admit, like uh there was a point like we kind of talked about earlier, like there was a point in the match I said out loud to my brother, I was like, Mustafa Ali might win this. <laughs> like, 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 I'm like they might be going with him. Like, I was yeah. thinking, like, maybe him, maybe even Andrade. I was just like, because he's been getting pretty good push, you know. Yeah. Um, and then Seth Rogan, I mean Seth Rogan. <laughs> oh my goodness! So then Seth Rollins got put through a table, and I go, oh, oh Seth, yeah. Seth Rollins is going to win now. Um, and after that, it was just kind of waiting for Seth Rollins to win. Um, but l- lots of cool things in the middle. Um, I thought Alistair Black probably had the best showing. Um, he eliminated Dean Ambrose, I believe. He did. With a pretty good black mass. It was. Um, he had a lot of good kicks. He he, he just, like, especially for, uh, you know, I'm guessing a lot of WWE people, you know, uh, main roster probably didn't know who Aleister Black was. That's probably a lot of theirs for the first, you know, seeing him for the first time. Yeah. So, good first showing for sure. If if, if that's your kind of like debut, yeah, um, beautiful. He's also got a great look. He's yes. uh, taller, and I was going to talk about this uh, in a minute. Johnny Gargano just looks so tiny next to everybody. Yeah. Uh, all of, like, I just gotten off NXT TakeOver. It's like, I think he could make it on the main <laughs> brand. And then, like, he looks smaller than, like, Andrade or, yeah. like, all the other little, what you would consider, like, mid-sized little guys. Yeah. He looks small compared to them. And then when he's standing next to, like, a Baron Corbin, you're just like, holy yeah. crap. And uh, Aleister Black, though, looks the part, can do not only the kicks, but he did, like, the uh, little, like, uh, lion salt off the the middle rope and all that. Like there are so many things that he can do in the ring. Like he just he has that star power, and mm-hmm. it, it it'll be exciting to see what he can do on the main brand. Everybody else has a lot of things that kind of hinder them. Uh, I don't know what would be the thing that would hold Alistair Black back. Just them not knowing what to do with his character, m- m- like turning like like I mean. Somehow Bray Wyatt got held back. Yeah, you know? but I mean, in uh, fairness, Bray Wyatt's was all about like he's so charismatic on the uh-huh. mic. What does he do in the ring? Alistair Black really good in the ring. It's the the character in NXT. It's not like it's fully developed. He's yeah. not running around doing full on Bray Wyatt yeah, promos. Yeah, yeah. They're very simple, very clean. Yeah, I think that might be the biggest thing is I don't know what he'd sound like if he got left with one of those ridiculous five minute promos that mm-hmm. nobody needs. Then you know maybe that happens, but there's nothing about him like everybody else. You can find a little thing. Johnny Gargano, it's like. He's destined for 205 Live. Like, yeah, it's going to be very hard to convince it's, Vince. It's, it's very hard to convince me that he should be a made brand guy. And, you know, I just, like I said, just got off NXT TakeOver and I was like, he can go. Yeah. To go to 205 Live is what it's, it looks like when you see him next to everybody else. Yeah. Um, but I think we also said something similar about Finn Balor. And, uh, I mean, I don't know if I said that about Finn Balor because uh, Finn got the Universal Championship run oh, before yeah, we had gotten true. into it too much. We yeah. had just, like that was the first pay per view that we had uh, <laughs> summer that SummerSlam in 2016. Yeah. No, it was uh, I remember what it was now. I was like, oh man, I can't wait for Adam Cole to yeah. come to debut on, on Raw. And you're like on oh, 205 Live. I'm like, oh yeah, you're probably right. We'll we'll wait. This yeah. one, it's Undisputed Era is pretty over, but yeah, uh, we'll we'll have to see what they end up doing um, with that. I thought Pete Dunne looked amazing in the Rumble. Um, yep. It was good for him. Uh, I wish he would get rid of the one-piece women's bathing suit that he wrestles in. <laughs> it's uh, England. That's all they can wear. It looks it's just all that's legal. Like, it's so weird looking. <laughs> like, like he could just like just wear trunks, Maybe. like like or, or or a singlet. But like the one-piece women's bathing suit is is a I don't know. It just it just looks so weird to me. But I still like Pete Dunne. Um, he had a good match. <laughs> 
I was trying to think like um like the rumble, there's just so much happening all at once that it, it, uh, it kind of all blends into one thing. But like just right off the top of my head, Alistair Black looked great, Pete Dunn looked great. Nijack spot is obviously uh, yeah. uh didn't think they'd go there and they did. Yeah. Uh great moment. I thought that was a good idea with we knew something crazy was gonna happen with R Truth, and it felt very weird mm-hmm. that we got to thirty yeah. and he was just gonna come out. He was yeah. just starting his little rap thing. And then, you know, even if you imagine, okay, there's no way he makes it to the ring, you would think who hasn't been in this match from the men's side that would come out. And then it's just Nia Jax crushing him. The fact that she came in and she did eliminate uh, Mustafa Ali. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I didn't imagine that would happen. And then I definitely didn't imagine Dolph Ziggler would hit her with the super kick in the middle of the ring. And then 619 from Rey Mysterio. And then an RKO from Randy Orton. The best RKO <laughs> maybe ever? Oh, he was waiting for it. He- oh, my, I was waiting for it. Because they, they teased it at first. Yep. They teased it, and then it didn't happen. And then they both just had a little face-off. And I was like, oh, this is going to kind of... It kind of reminded me of uh, Ronda Rousey's debut w- with Triple H. Just like, oh, Triple H is going to do... And instead of Triple H doing anything, it was just kind of Ronda beating up Triple yep. H. And I was like, oh, okay. It's just going to be Nia kind of beating up everybody. And it'll be like a schmoz. Oh, she eliminates herself or something. And then that super kick came from Dolph Ziggler, and it was a good yeah. super kick too. And I was like, okay, six one nine, and I was just like, oh god, yes, <laughs> oh my god, like that—that that was the most anticipated RKO yeah. I have ever. Like, like you can forget, uh, like the Evan Bourne doing the shooting star into the yeah. RKO and all these other great spots. Just that one spot, uh, that RKO on Nia Jax, um, is my favorite. So if that's and, on and your, not because I dislike Nia Jax at all, just because. Yeah. Of how cool it was, yeah. like like you know, intergender wrestling. Like, fine, yeah, I'm okay with it. It's good stuff. And she was super heat at that point. Uh, gr- great spot. Uh, if that's on your side of really really good, I assume on your side of really really bad is the opening of the Royal Rumble match, <laughs> as Elias is uh joined by uh Jeff Jarrett, my least favorite. Do I need to spell his name for you real quick? No, no. no. Right. <laughs> um, Jeff Jarrett is my least favorite wrestler of all time. There's nothing good about him. He's the, like the only good promo I've ever cut on this podcast was about my hatred for Jeff Jarrett. You've got a couple good promos, oh, but that was your thanks, best. Thanks, that was, guy. That was definitely your best. Um, I just despise him. Um, from head to toe, there is nothing redeemable about Jeff Jarrett. Uh, broke a thousand guitars, never drew a dime. Um. So it was good to see him get his comeuppance by someone, you know, who actually has a reason to be out there with a guitar. Because he actually knows how to play a guitar? Yeah. Um, Jeff Jarrett had no reason to have a guitar. Like, Honky Tonk Man played the guitar. Yeah. Elias plays the guitar. Um, Jeff Jarrett didn't do anything. Just but, stole a gimmick. But hold up a guitar that said, don't piss me off, <laughs> slap nuts. Like, <laughs> shut up, you fucking idiot. Stupid hair. Your hair's stupid. Your gear's stupid. All of it. Your sunglasses are stupid. Uh, did you hear the news that they just hired him as a backstage producer? Yes, and I don't know why. Like, why? <laughs> what has he ever done? What has he ever succeeded at by, by, like, he, he's a huge part of WCW went down the toilet. He just kind of, like, puts himself in positions where, like, oh, now I'm a member of the NWO until this company goes out of business. And I'm going to, fine, I'm going to start TNA and put myself on top every time until this company goes out of business. And I'm going to start GFW. And it's not going to go anywhere because I made myself champion again. And it's going to go out of business. Um, If anything happens from Jeff Jarrett producing anything, he will put himself as champion. And that company will go out of business. So the sooner they get rid of Jeff Jarrett, the better, because he's never done anything but be a a, a piss poor Ric Flair ripoff. Okay, 
So that yeah, that's. But it was really cool to see Elias smash him with a guitar and throw was, him out of the ring. It it was exciting. I will say one more. Uh, you were talking about how good Alistair Black did. I was so happy that Baron Corbin was the one to eliminate yeah. Alistair Black. That's the way to keep that heat up. That's Absolutely. the way uh, to just smart booking, smart inner match uh, mechanics there. Uh, I'm really excited by it. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on. I think we hit most of the stuff. We didn't talk about the Dean Ambrose rumors too much. This is an interesting one because uh, just as Raw was ending, you started mm-hmm. to get that apparently backstage uh, it had leaked that Dean Ambrose had been offered a five-year contract from the WWE, and he turned it down. Uh, it wasn't very clear at the time mm-hmm. whether uh, maybe it's because he just wanted a shorter contract or whatever it was. They did say it was a seven-figure deal, and you know he apparently that it's so weird because you read it from all these aggregate sites, and I think it's all just Meltzer, but like or no, maybe it was uh, it was Wade Keller this time. I think it was uh, okay. PW Torch, uh, but it was all written in the same way. It's like. Dean Ambrose wasn't as interested in the numbers because he has saved a lot of money and he doesn't live very expensively. So he can walk away right now and be perfectly fine money wise. It was just so interesting because every aggregate site had like the exact wording yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it it was one that like initially I'm like, well, that's weird. Cause like, even if he was going to take a shorter contract, it's weird that it's happening right now, especially with what happened on Monday. And then WWE actually puts out a release that says, well, he's gonna he's yeah. he's gone after in April, and it's like so. You're telling me the WWE for nobody else is telling like Hideo Tommy wants a release out the next day. Yeah. All these other guys, you hear all these stories. WWE finally is like, well, we're gonna put a press release about yeah. Dean Ambrose. Yep, we're letting him go after our biggest event of the year. Mm-hmm. We're gonna tell you that right now. After we also just had him cut one of his best promos with Triple H. Uh, I was super <laughs> excited when he said, do you have to go ask your father-in-law? That was the closest to Dean redeeming himself for everything we've seen over the last few months. And then you have a moment, loses clean to Seth, has Nia Jax and Tamina uh, punk him out. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, this is the perfect type of storytelling WWE would do to have, I don't know, a Dean Ambrose Triple H match at WrestleMania. It's a work shoot, <laughs> bro. Bro. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, the, and, and smart on WWE because, I mean, like, at first glance of the headline, I bought it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, Dean Ambrose has finally had enough, huh? Oh, my God. Click on the article and start reading. I was just like, oh, I, I, I kind of see what's going on here. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a work, um, and it's a good one. It makes sense. It'll go with the storyline. Um, especially it's good with, with all of these, uh, you know, Mike and Maria Can- Canellas want released. The revival want released. Uh, Sasha Banks was kind of like playing into that a little bit. Oh, I wish I was like the revival, you know, like kind of doing that and sh- shut up. That's not going anywhere, but they can do it a little better with Dean Ambrose going, you know, uh, you know, and just make it a good storyline, especially like, um, Kenta actually getting his release. Uh, I guess he is Kenta, not Hideo anymore. Yeah, he's, he went to Kenta very quickly. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, like so, like yeah, in, in all of this, like with AEW starting up and uh, Ring of Honor kind of starting there, you know, bringing new life to all these other characters and uh, um, you know, other 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 New Japan pushing other people and all these people want to release from WWE. Like it makes sense to. Make that a storyline. Make people think, yeah, this is what ha- this is what's happening. Especially when, in reality, it is happening with a lot yeah. of other people. So, um, it's a really, really smart way to work a storyline into that. Uh, I don't know who came up with that idea, but props to him because it's it's really smart. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I you know, um, I hope 
it is something for Dean Ambrose because this whole heel turn where, where he turned his, you know, where, where he beat the hell out of Seth Rollins the night Roman announces he has leukemia, like that will go down as the greatest heel turn of all time. There's not one better. Like it's that's better than Hogan joining the NWO. Yeah. Like like it's so real and raw. Like it's the number one heel to has to be like, like, like uh, th- there's not one better. And then everything that followed that was just watered down. Same old stuff that just like, like that's not the character you were two weeks yeah. ago. You went from, you know, DDTing your, you know, air quotes, best friend after your other friend announced he has leukemia and then you beat him up and then, you know, like d- did it on the floor and did, yeah. you know, some brutal, you know, at- attack. And then flash forward a week, no, it was two weeks later, you're wearing a gas mask and keep cutting promos about how, oh, these towns are disgusting. I'll catch a disease here. Like, what what happened to the guy from two weeks ago that was, you know, torn about what he was doing? Yeah. Um, and he, like, had the, per- like, sometimes you wonder, because, you know, the, the mm-hmm. start of the heel turn is saying, I'm, you know, I don't have to answer why I'm do- I did yeah. that you know and it's like that's good that's intriguing and, and you, you never did yeah which is fine <laughs> like you don't I have to ever answer it but like the attitude that he had and uh-huh. just once you watch that chronicle that they had on the network yes like, this is such a perfect character and he did that promo where he burnt the shield uh, vest yeah. like like all of that yeah followed by chronicle like I was just like this is great and then nothing yeah and Nothing. that was, I mean, that vest burning was the yeah. same night that Becky got her face. I was there. I was watching. Yeah. I actually had to go rewatch the promo later because the promos are not as good on the Titan Trod when mm. you're in the arena as yeah. watching at home. Uh, but like he, he cuts that and it's like, that is like one of the biggest weeks when you're talking about like the idea that Becky's pulling them out of this five year slump. Yeah. Like that was about to be like right there. It wasn't yes. just Becky. It was like. Dean's heel yes. turn. There's there's things happening on the card that are super important, and, and somehow the, all of the other yeah. things washed away, and it's just Becky. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought that moment with Ambrose. I was like, he's about to be the biggest thing ever. He's going to be the number one heel. You know, oh my god, I can't believe he did that. And it's like no one even cares anymore. Like, and that's all their fault. He should be the most dastardly you know, piece of shit ever. Like he, your friend announced he has leukemia and you have this big, you know, emotional, you know, gathering. And then you just, you know, practically murder the other guy. Now that, you know, the other guy's gone, like, Oh my God, what, what a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. And then just, you know, I'm just going to go back to being a weirdo that not even this, (laughs) not even a Bane jacket could save. See, and I, I wonder who's at fault, too, because then there's, like, other promos. Like, he didn't cut that same, like, gas mask promo every week. There was yeah. different weeks where they tried to give him something else, and it fell flat. I don't know uh-huh. if just, like, the gas mask thing ruined it and we just didn't care. If it's hard to take his, like, real promo seriously mm. when he's wearing that jacket that has, like, uh, material from, like, a 70s rape van. <laughs> like, I don't know what the thing is that made it where you, like, even the thing, promos that weren't, yeah. like, trapping him. They didn't work like and I don't know if that's on him, it's if like, it's on the script he's given. It's like a fighter pilot jacket with just huge lapels. Yeah. And it's got like he's got like it's like orange carpet on his oh, on his, yeah. on his jacket. It's, so it's, weird. Yeah, it's 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 a weird look and it just doesn't work like with like. Like his his heel gimmick should have been very simple because it should have been something that other than the fact that he did it on a yeah. night like that. 
he had that sort of like both sides argument. It's like a heel that you get yeah. because his his point was true. Like mm-hmm. there's there's two sides. One being that Seth is the one who broke up the shield in the first place. Yes. They never played into that. No. Nope. And then you had the thing that they did play off of and left, which is that you know the thing we heard on the Chronicle, which is I only got so much time and I'm not going to waste it just with the shield where I'm third fiddle. And that story is good enough. You had so many stories. Somehow they like, it was like a three options. Mm-hmm. They're like, eeny, meeny, mighty, the shitty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just went with that. <laughs> and that's how it worked. And it had so much potential. And now we're that far down. And I think the only thing they could save it, if there's somebody who can make that work, Dean facing off with Triple H is the only thing. Like, that's the guy. That's the guy who's like, Triple H won't let a bad promo happen while he's on duty. No. Not going to go down. So maybe that's I'll the story spend, that you can uh, <laughs> all twenty minutes uh, of the show. Uh. Maybe that's the, the the only way to fix it, and I hope that's what happens. Because as good as Becky is at the top of the mountain, as yeah. great as it is, you need the rest of the card to fall in line. And right now, I think Seth Rollins and uh, and uh, Brock Lesnar can do their part. I think whatever ends up happening with uh, Daniel Bryan, whoever makes it out of uh, mm-hmm. the Elimination Chamber, I don't know what the plan is from there. But uh, any like any, it doesn't even have to be Daniel Bryan. Anybody who wins that Elimination Chamber match uh, deserves to be at a top spot. I mean, you can make arguments against Mustafa Ali, but he's he's shown so much recently. I wouldn't be that mad. Uh, and all the other guys, if Samoa Joe gets to make it into a main event WrestleMania match, I'm in. So uh, I, I can't be mad about that. You start moving down the card, even like IC title. Bobby Lashley had a good segment with Finn Balor. Somehow that Bobby Lashley gimmick that looked like it was awful, he's bending down for the audience. <laughs> they found a way to make that work. It's almost like they went like lowest common denominator, most annoying heel possible for Bobby Lashley. Yeah. And then now you watch it and uh, Leo Rush is just throwing 100 mile per hour fastballs on these promos. Like, oh, he tricked us. He made us hate him long enough that when he does that cool heel promo, we still want to boo. So he's giving us good promos now. And... I'm I'm not against seeing a Bobby Lashley Finn Balor match. That's probably where Finn needs to be right now. Uh, if that match can be good, if you can start moving down the card and the the uh, you know mid card belts are yeah. good at WrestleMania, this is going to be one hell of a card. And Dean Ambrose could add to that, or as the story is being told right now, he won't even be in WWE after WrestleMania, so they probably won't give him a premier match. But that could be the thing that puts puts pushes WrestleMania to the next tier. Yeah, you got Becky Lynch at the top, but if you can get those matches towards the bottom, you can get Dean Ambrose to give you a non-title match that has some pa- some passion facing off with Triple H, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, he's the only member of the Shield that hasn't had a WrestleMania match with Triple H yet, so, <laughs> you know, it's it's like it's destined to come, but And you can you can tell that story. But what about Batista? <laughs> it looks like it's not happening. So, if it's not <laughs> Batista, make 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 it uh make it Dean Ambrose. Yeah, might as well be. So, yeah, that's it. That's all we have uh, talking about the Royal Rumble. We went much longer than we thought. I thought if we'd go an hour and a half, we would have got the NXT in there. Uh, I'm not sure when we'll come back and talk about that, but uh, do keep a lookout uh, sometime in the near future. We will be cutting that. Spo- Spoiler alert, uh, NXT is really good, kind of like always. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really good. Uh, very soon, we will get to talk about uh, Sting on our next Heroes and Heels podcast. So uh, that will be coming down the line. We're excited for that one. I know Wade can't wait. It's Sting! <laughs> and that's it. That's all for this episode of the Making a Mark Wrestling Show on the Tell Me More podcast. Later, Marks.